Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. This is Ben Rogers. I have the Fentress County Executive, Mr. Jimmy Johnson, in studio with me. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning to you also, Mr. Ben. Thank you for the invite down here. Thank you for being here, always giving us some info on what's going on in Fentress County and communities of Jamestown, Clark Range, and uh, all the other communities up there. And, and right now, Jimmy, it is budget season, and counties are full-fledged ahead if they haven't already passed. And I think I've got a few in Upper that I have passed a budget but the majority of them are still out there and still working and how, how's Fentress County's budget going right now what what kind of progress have y'all made well, of course we've gone through all the budget so far we will have a uh and of course we're in reassessment year this year also so Monday night we'll be going over the budget some and then we'll also be doing the reassessment and maybe hopefully set the tax rate for this coming year which we don't know really for sure what it will be at this time but uh we know that uh land values have went up considerably because uh uh the survey that came out, Ventress uh, County was like number nine in the state on percentage-wise, but in the Upper Cumberland, we were with DeKalb County has been the number one percentage growth. Uh, so uh, that says a lot for our county, I believe, that people want to move there. But uh, we're in the middle of the budget. We've went over all the budgets so far, and we still have one or two coming in to do some work on. But uh, uh, right now it's in the – final phase of it so how often do y'all go through reappraisal is it every five years every five years yep mm-hmm. so five years ago you went through this and was there was there if you remember and of course you were commissioner then again or right right before yep. you became mm-hmm. a county executive was it this big of a jump do you remember if it, the land values jumped up that much mm, no they didn't we were actually we were actually at that time when the jail came we were at 135 for several years on our tax penny and then when the jail came in uh, it went to 191, no 199. I'm sorry. And so, the first year we were involved with reappraisal, the uh, state set it at a dollar 85, and okay. then we added to it uh, six cents to make it 191. So it's been one. It's stayed at 191 for the last five years. So it dropped 14 cents five years ago. The reappraisal this time, wow. it's dropped what 68 cents. Pretty close that, to it. I'm doing my math right. One ninety one to one twenty three. One ninety one to one twenty three eight. So it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So a, yeah. It's a big fall. That's a big fall. And, and you you just said it. I mean, people are moving in, but pe- not only are people moving in, uh, the grow the value of the property is going up. The value of the property is desirable. Fitch County is yeah. beautiful county. I mean, I, I I don't know if I've been over every community, but I've been through a lot. And and you know you got. Uh, communities, uh, uh, of course, City Allert is in there, and they, that's a beautiful. And Armouth Waits down below the City of Allert. And, we had the park. We had the Big South Fork Park, Pickett Park. Yeah, uh, Allen C. York Park. We have a lot of tourism coming through over a million people a year, and of course, some of them come from Scott County also. But uh, long story short, uh, we always tell them we've got the same thing in the fall. The looks as Gallenberg has, we just don't have the we just don't have the businesses that they have. But as far as the looks, the hills, the hollows, and uh, Horse uh, equine is really big now, and then, of course, we just left this morning a uh, bird hunting sanctuary down there. Uh, it's doing really well. It's uh, uh, Sarbrar down there. They're, mm-hmm. They've got a real nice place down there, but it, stuff like that and, and things, people come. But equine is the biggest thing right now, and uh, and tourism to the parks and such. So it's really, it's really, it's we've got a lot to offer. We really do. Uh, it's uh, We're getting a lot of uh, retired people moving in. Uh, it's a big thing in the in the big South Fork Park areas, especially, uh, so it's a uh, we've got a lot to sh- we've got a lot to show. I was going to ask you, so retirees are moving. They that's a desirable place for them, and, and mm. of course you got a four lane highway going through for the most part. Well, it's it's starting. It's the new road starting. Of course, it's coming four to five lane from Interstate Forty through Cumberland County, and they're going to do that section. Then they're going to 
they've got the bridge. Of course, the bridge will be a the bridge will pretty, you know, be kind of a, a tourist draw also because it's going to be probably the third highest bridge in the state. From water level, it's going to be 150 feet up from uh, water level, and it's going to be like 1,400 feet long. It'll be, I think it's really going to be maybe a, I'm thinking a four-lane. I'm not really for sure on that, but it will come, it'll run across the uh, Clear Creek River where it is now and a lot of road change. And But it's uh, TDOT, you know, hats off TDOT. It's been coming for a long time since the early 60s. So it finally got there, but it is coming. And they're projecting it to be completed from uh, from the interstate to the bypass, what they're going to do uh and I think around 27. So if that four lane gets completed here pretty soon, you're going to go through reappraisal again in five years. Imagine how your values are going to drop then. You're going to have more th- more people moving in, more businesses probably moving in with that four lane. You get access to an interstate uh, through the four lane. So, you you know, I don't know what your plans are in five years, Jimmy, and you ain't got to make a prediction, but you may be going through You may be going through another reappraisal where y'all yes, see a job. And, and it's not unheard of right now for rural counties, especially in Upper Cumberland, to – experience a drop in their tax rate through reappraisal so i I want to remind everybody again what reappraisal is and i've had several people on to talk about it but basically the state's coming in uh assisting the assessor properties office and they're going through and and reappraising all the property in the county to get it to a sales ratio of one uh and so whatever the history of sales have been the last five years for for like uh properties and throughout the county they're trying to get everything to one and appraise them at those prices and that tells you that the real estate prices in Fitchers County have went up. So every all the sales prices have went up over the last five years, and there's more people moving in and building houses, mm-hmm. and they're, and with that cost is going on the tax uh, tax roll, what they cost to build, and so that's giving it value as well. So that that's a good thing for you all that you're growing. It's a good thing that your tax base is growing. That's more revenue for the county. But that reappraisal brings it back down to, to the same rate as it was last year or the same amount of tax dollars coming in as last year. And then it's up to the commission to decide if they want to capture any growth uh, through this process. If they do, they're going to, have to increase that certified rate, which – as we said, is one twenty three, mm-hmm. so it's a big drop from dollar ninety one, and so if they if they increased it ten cents, and I don't know what the intentions are, I haven't talked to. I mean, I've talked to some of your commissioners just asking questions. I have no idea what their intentions are. They may not raise taxes at all. I'm not going to speak for anybody, but if they raise it ten cents, it's still going to be a dollar thirty three, and that's sixty cents or fifty eight cents lower than the former tax rate was. That's exactly that's, that's exactly true, and the, and a lot of people don't understand is the tax assessor's responsibility to assess the property. But it's your commission's responsibility to make sure that you have enough money in that budget to pay your bills. And a lot of people think, well, this should stay there, but who can operate a bit? And the county is a business. Uh, and a lot of people don't understand that, but the county is a business. And it being a business, what business can operate next year on last year's money? It's, uh, With it's, inflation, especially, it's right? That's exactly right. And inflation, what, 8 or 9% they were predicting. So that's a dime, right? It's 10 cents right there on a dollar twenty-three. So, but. Uh, I believe uh, the assessor, she's done an excellent job, and also the uh, commission, I believe, will try to stay as close to that as they can, but they have to pay the bills, and uh, the comptroller does not want you to be in the red at the end of the year, and so if you have a little money, it's just like your home savings. If you want to buy something, you like really have the money on hand instead of going into your savings, your personal savings to pay for something, if you want a new car or, or a boat or something, you don't want to I've got the money here in my pocket to pay for it, and I don't want to uh, go into my savings to do something other. But, yeah. Uh, but sometimes it happens you have to. But Yeah, it does. And so, and again, um, 
the budget process, like you said, the assessor doesn't have a vote, right? No. The, the assessor's job is to evaluate property, appraise property, mm-hmm. and then give you the give and with her in the state come up with that certified rate and turn it over to the county commission and say, here it is. Here's the certified rate. You can choose to adopt this and keep going like you have been the last five years, or you can you can lower it or you can raise it. And so yep. uh, you're saying Monday night, which is the 17th, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all, the commission plans on voting? To. They're going to try. They'll have, they'll have their uh, public hearing at 5 p.m., and then at 6 o'clock you'll go into your regular meeting, and it's the last thing on a uh, – a, uh, on the uh, commission uh, agenda that night, it'll be the last thing happening on the agenda because it'll be a pretty good lengthy discussion. So, on that public hearing that y'all are going to have Monday night at five thirty, is the discussion of increasing that certified tax rate going to be brought up? It will be. Okay. Yeah. So and so, there, the the discussion is there to to talk about it, and then you know we, we won't know until next week. But uh, I'll just tell you, good luck. It's a it's a process. A budget any year is a process, whether you went through reappraisal or not, or what. Depending on the economy, if the economy is great, still it's a process. You got to figure it out. Is there anything, Jimmy, before we leave the budget discussion that? Um, department heads of other than the inflation cost, right? Because everybody's got inflation and in, in running their departments and the services they provide. Are there any other big items that the uh, departments have asked for through the budget process that oh, stand out? Not really. Just of course, they're of course uh, they're going to ask for raises, of course, for their employees. One thing, uh, and then you've got uh, we've had several things where your insurance, your overall insurance went up. I mean, that's went up. Uh, your fuel, all of your uh, your county vehicles, they went up. Uh, your your utilities are, are inside the city. Of course, they have uh, they went up fifty percent on that because for the city to have to do things they wanted to do, they had to raise some prices on that to be able to do things they did, and so that falls back into that. So you've got to the commissioners has to put all that into effect into thought that what you have to do, and you said them you know workers is one thing you've got to. You've got to keep, take care of your workers because where we roll over, I think it's vacation time. We were talking yesterday where you roll over so many hours after a year. Usually we've been having about 70 or 80 people to roll over. This year we just had a few under 40. So if you don't try to help your workers, they're going to try to find work someplace else. And that puts us where we have to compete with uh, with uh, surrounding counties that has a, a little bit you know more stuff going on than what we do. But uh, we're trying to do there, and I believe the – uh, the commissioners will do it just as best as they can. Well, it's, and Jimmy, it's a common theme in the Upper Cumberland and probably across the state. But you know, I work in the Upper Cumberland, and and several of the counties that are here are talking about raises and they're throughout the budget and because they're they're losing employees, they're losing people to either other cities or other counties or the private sector. And um, you know, they, they're trying. These county commissions are trying to find a way to keep the current employees. They have one, they're experienced, they have the knowledge to provide services in the county. Two, um, you you if you bring somebody new, they don't have that knowledge, and then you got to train them up, and that takes time. And you're taking away from everyday services. So they're trying to keep people in those roles by improving compensation or benefits. And that most of the time comes into the form of raises. And so that's part of the budget request this year. And and, and you mentioned vehicles right quick. Um, vehicles, you know, fire trucks, ambulances, uh, sheriff patrol cars, all those things have went up, but they're hard to get too. Well, whenever we first came in as a commissioner, especially the first one we did, at, uh, not the first one, but probably five years ago, uh, your remounts was like eighty five or $90,000. Now over a uh, – Stop period of time. They're like 180 just for remounts, and then your new ambulances. We were buying ambulances for 185, 200 thousand dollars. Now we've got three on order for uh, 
$325,000 each. <laughs> and so, the, again, inflation and, and the time is, has got away from us. I have Jimmy Johnson, Fitchers County Executive, with me here on Local Matters. This is Ben Rogers. We'll be back in a moment. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers in with Jimmy Johnson, Fentress County Executive. He is in his fifth year serving uh, as county executive in Fentress County. He was a county commissioner prior to that. And, of course, Jimmy, you and I have known each other for a while now and uh, talk frequently. And a lot of times we talk about county government, and Fentress County is doing well. Uh, like I said, just went through a reappraisal of every five years, and, and the tax rate's one of the lowest uh, in the state. Dollar twenty three is the certified rate. Depends on what the commission does next week if they keep it there. But whatever they do, it's going to be still going to be one of the lowest in the state, and especially one of the lowest in the upcoming. You and Cumberland County probably have the lowest, you know. So uh, things are going well in Fitchers County. Y'all are growing. One of the good things and one of the things you have worked uh, so hard on, I'm going to brag you, brag on you, Jimmy, um, and the others up there. I don't leave anybody out, but I don't know all the names. But something you've been working on really since you started uh, your first year as county executive back in 18 is uh, bringing – uh, and, well, when did the hospital leave? I should back up, I guess. It was at 19? The hospital actually left on, I think, I think it was June the 12th or June the 9th of 2019. So is when it shut the doors. You hadn't been in a year. You know, you hadn't been a year county executive. And as soon as you started having, you knew that you might have some trouble there, you started planning, talking to people. And if this hospital shuts down, what are our folks, folks going to do for emergency services, for for emergency room, right? If we have, yeah. if they have an emergency situation, where are our folks going to go? And you immediately started working on a plan, and it's taken a little bit. But now it's come to fruition, and and so uh, tell me about the uh, new ER y'all have opening up in Jamestown. And in, in June of 2019, the hospital shut down for circumstances we'll not get into. Uh, but anyway, it uh, so when that happened, our ER went to a, a six wheel vehicle known as an ambulance. That was our emergency room, and uh, Cumberland County, Cumberland uh, County Hospital, and also a couple regional were gracious enough. Over the times after that, to uh, play as our emergency room, we all of our emergency stuff would come would go to uh, Cumberland County Hospital or come to Cookville Medical. Uh, and so, with that being said, we had Mister uh, David Hall. He was senior vice president of UT Med at that time. He came into the office. He came into the courthouse on January the fifth to pay his uh, land taxes. He has a small place up there. Well, not a small place, but a uh, little farm up there in Fentress County in the Spruce Creek area. He came in to pay his land taxes, and we did, he came in, we just struck up a conversation and found out who he was, and he found And so I told him, I thought, well, hey, here we go. So we uh, uh, we got up a conversation of 
what we was needing possibly in the medical line. And we planned on meeting back in March, but COVID came in, so they called in March of 20 and said they couldn't come because of that. So we did meet on May the 15th of 20, and we went down and looked at a building that we were looking at, uh, and he said he thought that there might be some way that he could help. So it started from there. Uh, they went back. We found a it was where you could just have a, a – a major hospital could just help in a 35-mile radius. And so, but they had changed that to where a children's hospital, uh, I mean, a, a hospital they could help children out or whatever within a 100-mile radius. So when we were reading there and in the rules and regulation of uh, your CMC regulations and such, that um, if you had a, a, if you had a standalone ER with a clinic, uh, a nonprofit organization, and this was like, I want to say like it was item number five, section C or D, way down there. And so we thought, well, that's a thought. And so they did too. And uh, so they got they got on board with it. And it's just been a tremendous aspect. They got on board with with folks where we could get a waiver out of Washington, uh, Miss Blackburn and uh, Congressman Rose. Uh, Senator Alexander was on board with it. Uh, and also Senator Harrity when he got elected. Uh but so it went from that, it went through CM, CMS all the way through uh, uh, Atlanta without a hitch, and then it came back to uh, Nashville with the help of Senator Yeager and uh, Representative Wendell at that time, and also uh, uh, Representative Keesling. And, of course, you had more people like that in our surrounding counties. You know, had uh, <clears throat> Speaker Sexton, and, of course, Mr. Uh, Senator Bailey had a big hand in also. But long story short, uh, it went through – we got hooked up. Uh, we got to be uh, friended there with uh, the, our commissioner uh, of health at that time, Ms. Piercy, and she was a big hand in giving us instruction. That's the road that we got, and that's the road that we seek that she laid out for us to do. And with that being said, it took us uh, from May of 22, uh, May of 2020 to uh, April of uh, 22 to get all the bugs and stuff out of it, what we had to do, all the paperwork, and then they started in April of 22, and so they're finishing up right now in uh, July of 23. So it took them long to get the paperwork done, the red tape, and the waivers done to be able to do this. Uh, longer than it did to build the, build build the building. building. Yeah. And today they're <laughs> going – the state's there today doing the final inspection. They were hoping to open up uh, – this past Tuesday, but the state couldn't get there in time. Then, so hopefully next Wednesday, hopefully next Wednesday we, they will open up. But it uh, and there's just like there's just two of these in the United States, one in New York State and one here. So it hopefully it will work. It will be a model for rural uh, Tennessee and medical uh, places, ERs, because we all know that your rural hospitals are coming to a close because people are going to the larger cities, transport them out. But, you know, all the people that helped us, it was a good thought of, that, that I had, but it took so many people, <clears throat> excuse me, it took so many people to make this thing work. Uh, our commission, you know, the city was in on it. And so uh, we uh, uh, just had a lot of people. I mean, Nation, as far as nationwide, out of Washington, uh, uh, out of your congressmen and, and up there and senators and all your senators and representatives here in the state of Tennessee helped us. And it, but it will be something I think will be something, a model that other counties want to look at and hopefully they can do in the rural 
parts of here and, and of course maybe across the nation you can it'll set a it'll set a standard for a lot of things but a lot of people went into it uh just as you heard me say by the grace of god we got it uh so but that's where that's where it's at and we're very very lucky it's a it's a up it'll have your ct scans your x-rays it'll have uh uh, decontamination area also, uh, or Ambulance Bay, uh, Telemed, uh, and then it'll also have a, it'll be open 24 hours, and then the clinic will be open probably 8 to 10 hours. So I, I think it's phenomenal that mm-hmm. all this started with a conversation with a taxpayer. That's all it was, and they and, were tax season. And even though he doesn't live there and make his permanent residence in Fenters County, he thought enough of Fenters County to invest in a piece of property because it's, like I said, beautiful up there. But then he even cared more enough to have a conversation with you about health care mm-hmm. and about providing emergency services and emergency room. And So hopefully next week you're open. Hopefully, uh, ho- hopefully everything goes good today. And we get up, and I'll throw uh, – a couple uh, things out here too. The support that we have from our surrounding county mayors and executives uh, that were there, they came up there and uh, with the development district and our family, you know, our wives and families put up with all this stuff all through the nights and and of course then uh, the lady that worked in our office before there, you know, as as a assistant and now she's the clerk. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, just, it took a lot of people to be on board with this. But the support we got from the the boys, you know, yeah. who they are. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, but it, uh, they really, uh, anything you say, you can call any time, you know, and they always, they're always, it's just a whole knit thing, this Upper Cumberland thing is. Yeah, it's, I mean, the the officials here are, are fairly close, especially yeah. the mayors, work well together, yeah. uh, use each other for information, and uh, always call on each other, and, and I hate that I couldn't be there, you invited me up, and I appreciate the invite, but... I had it marked down. I think mm-hmm. originally you told me it maybe start at 9, and then I had a meeting at 1130 back mm-hmm. in Cooble that day, and then you had to move it to 11, which was completely fine. I'm glad y'all did that. Big turnout for you. It just shows how many people support yeah. and love you, Jimmy, so yeah. be proud of that. Have Jimmy Johnson, Fitchers County Executive here on Local Matters. We'll be back after this break. <clears throat> Welcome back to Local Matters. This has been Rogers. Happy to have my friend Jimmy Johnson, Fentress County Executive, in with me today. We've been talking about some really good stuff uh, going on and just talk, just finished talking about the new emergency room opening up through the partnership of University of Tennessee uh, and Fentress County and a lot of people that were involved. Been discussing budgets, and y'all are looking to maybe pass a budget next week. Hopefully the emergency room opens next week. you got a big week next week, Jimmy. I hope you don't have no vacation plan. Uh, you tell Debbie she can wait on going somewhere. But the, So the ER is not the only thing you've been working on since you've been in office office um the I, I drove up just yesterday went to a meeting and, and as i drove through i looked over to the right as i'm coming down 127 and i saw the ag building had cars in the parking lot so is the new ag building y'all built uh is it is it open they are there now uh they just about have other stuff moved out of their old building that was there in the middle of town just a rock throw from the uh, courthouse there but they are doing their work out there they've got all their stuff moved out practically everything they're waiting on some kitchen stuff which was actually the kitchen, all their kitchen accessories were an add-on, so the uh, contractors have moved out from their work, but they were going to come back and get those all hooked up. It is the Ag Extension Service will be out there. Uh, we had intention of putting on some property that we that we already owned, but we uh, it wouldn't perk good, and so we ended up buying the property out there. The commission uh, voted to do it. It is on a uh, it's on the bypass there. It gets around uh, anywhere from six to seven thousand sets of eyes a day to see it. 
which is good for any if it's a new business that's what you want a lot of the traffic to go by and see what's going on but it also has a, a community room that will seat around 100 people and so i know next week uh john gunner our extension agent there they are starting your master beef your agriculture courses to start next week and i think Tuesday night, first Tuesday night, the first meeting, they have, have like 80-some people that are farmers uh, in the ag business and such and cattlemen and such, but uh, they'll be there. It's just, it's state-of-the-art, the whole things. Uh, the kitchen is a, it's a high-tech, it'll be a commercial kitchen in there where they can have night classes uh, for uh, adults, or they can have uh, also the daytime, they can have numerous meetings in there. Uh, your livestock uh, or association will be uh, a big factor in it out there uh, so it's uh we bought 15 acres right there's what we bought and i believe it'll all be utilized uh there's some little odds and ends with the building you know we've got to get worked out just a few minor things uh there's some oversight stuff or something might should have been but it couldn't be and you got to work around it but it's uh it's uh it's going to be a ideal spot and what it will do also for the uh 4-h students a lot of classes there they can take there during the summertime what they want to do where they didn't have a room at the other building. Um, your shows, your livestock shows, where they have been doing it at the fairgrounds there, and sometimes, uh, you know, they they don't. Most of the time they have to go out of the county to uh, expos, but now the expos, if uh, it's it's good enough, they can have expos there. They won't, uh, Hopefully people will come in there to have their uh, 4-H shows, or your beef, your sheep, your hogs, the whatever it has to be can be right there. They'll have... Uh, their uh, gardening stuff out there planting and stuff they'll do those courses for your master gardeners for your, your adults or children either one and then hopefully uh, small farmers that have maybe 15 or 20 head of cattle instead of having to take them all the way to russell springs up in kentucky albany or different places you know to travel they are hopefully uh, in the future they'll be able to go to the farmer's farm and video the cattle and stuff and put it on a TV auction like you've seen before, you know, and then have just have a major truckload company come in and pick them up right there. Just group them up there and, and hopefully have a set of scales to weigh them in the whole nine yards. And, and that there will be good for the farmers. Uh, of course, our uh, ASC off, the ASCS office does a lot of help for the farmers, but uh, this is something that the farmers, I think, will be proud of and will use quite often out there so and it's a county-owned building county-owned building yes. county-owned land mm-hmm. and but the ut extension office is there they're there yes um, is yeah. there any other government agency that's going to occupy no, that just be that right there okay and you, community yeah. room offered to, and you have 15 acres so do you mm-hmm. know what what else you're going to use that 15 well, acres if for they have like shows and stuff the back part right there of course be for parking of course okay. a lot of parking and stuff back there but it could it might turn into something else you can't ever tell i didn't know if the county commission had talked about maybe putting another office out there for something because of course you got a big courthouse but uh you know sometimes space gets tight mm-hmm. and you got to figure out where to go i know the finance office has moved a couple times since i've been um uh, working they used to be over there at the election office i believe when i first election, started uh, and then they building they yeah it, and then they historical. went yeah went across the street and then, then and of course now they're in the courthouse but you know it's just it, it, i think it's always a good thing for counties to own land and have mm-hmm. options to do things later on uh to expand services or expand buildings so um I, so I, we're gonna keep on with the good news uh and i think the last time you're here we did talk about uh, the school, the the new tech, the um, vocational well, Rome State mm-hmm. coming Rome in. State. So, uh, what's the progress of Rome State? The Rome State right now, it'll be a permanent Rome State school there in uh, 
in Fentress County, but it'll also, under the same roof, will have a TCAT vocational school. It'll all be under the same roof, so it'll be uh, Roan State Community College slash, uh, slash Roan's uh, TCAT. Uh, that building right there is going to be right at 50,000 square feet. It's a uh, major project. Uh, that Senator Yeager spearheaded, of course, he alone, we, we and him, we was talking about this about four years ago when, when we first came in. So it's been on the back burner, and he said he would do all he could do. And so in January of this year, I forget what day it was, but he, uh, Senator Yeager will call around 5 to 6 in the morning when he calls because he's on fast time. Representative Keesland, he'll call this whenever he takes, and, you know, so. But uh, it uh, – it was a kind of a promise that he made to the county, they, and they both did. And so he carried it to uh, Governor Lee's uh, office in the budget last year. And so it is uh, it is there. Uh, the money's there. He left it in the budget. So right now it is in the drawing stage. Uh, I've seen the drawings. It's a very beautiful outlay how they're doing it. So we're hoping to have, they're telling me, possibly ground open. Uh, a ground oak breaking in October. Okay. And so they're hoping that the finished product will be in midsummer, early fall of 25. 25. Okay. So that's not that far off. Yeah. Uh, we bought a, per, uh, we bought a, we bought 33 acres off of a family up there. And uh, so when we got to talking about this, it was always, when we went to TBR and talked with them and such, it was always such a land, land acquisition thing. They have time and land is so expensive when they were buying land. So the commission voted, asked commission, and the commission voted to just deed them the land to them. So uh, they'll have they'll use about, I'd say, nine or ten acres of it to start with, and then they still, but hopefully if we have something, we'll go back in and talk with them about using land for something else maybe. But it's a, it's a project. It'll be there. It will keep your students. Uh, uh, it'll be in the middle almost in the dead center middle part of Fentress County. So it will keep your students like in the Palmetto area, like in the West Fentress or the East Jameson area, having to drive so far, which they have a nice building out there right now uh, in Clark Range. Uh, and they have to drive there. But when it comes to the middle, it will draw, uh, I think some, maybe some folks from the Western part of uh, Morgan County, maybe Pickett County, uh, maybe some in the Western part uh, or the Eastern part of, uh, over in the county, and then uh, it will be, we'll be working with uh, Dr. Uh, Dwight Murphy out of the uh, on out of Huntsville. They've had a lot of, been in with the schools there in Fentress County for probably 25 or 30 years, but this will be a home station for it. Uh, like I said, the drawings are just very beautiful, how they've got it laid out, and it's very nice, and it will be right around a 50,000-square-foot building. So it's a major project, and it will be a uh, – and it is right outside the city limits. The city will run the sewer to it, uh, but it is a something that it will, even though it is outside the city limits, it will infiltrate uh, monies to the city of Jamestown also because if I think they have 250 parking places there, so if, if you put 100 people in there anyway or 125 or so, they're going to eat someplace mm-hmm. and they're going to buy gas someplace yep. a lot of times. So. Yep. It will do. It, it will be. I think it will be good for the tax base in uh, Jamestown, also. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna it's gonna generate some revenue through those people attending school, and and I think uh, you know 
Clark Range has got a new building. The new building they're going to be so, opening it up here. And it's T. It's for it's for uh, CT. Yeah, CT. Yeah. So Fentress County uh, is is going to have a lot of resources for the technology Education. for the technical side, vocational yeah. side of of careers yeah. coming up. So that's yeah. a it's good worth pointing out. So Jimmy got a little bit left. You've there's three things we've talked about today that's been huge for the community in Fentress County. You've got three years left on your term. Is there anything else you're striving to get done before you get out of like here? I would like to have. I would like to have a. Uh, I would like to have some type of a motel, because you have so many tourists coming in. If they come there to play baseball and tournaments, or if they come there to do anything, they have to go someplace else to stay. It don't have to be a huge thing. It just needs to be something uh, small, uh, you know, that will accommodate some folks because we have a lot of people coming in. Uh, driving back and forth, uh, going to the park and this type of stuff. So it would be someplace they stay. like to have that and uh, the possibility of a major food line, a major store of some sort would be good. Grocery store. Yes, or yep. possibly. And like we'd like to have some type of uh, uh, something more for the park. You know, of course, the park that we have is the Kirby Johnson Park. But then we have the big park at Clark Range. We get something where we could find something else in there for like the children to be able to do and this and that to have things. And uh, the city has a big park. They do a great job of that. You know, if they can get their splash pad up and going, they have that. So, but uh, we have uh, uh, several things there. But it's been a good run so far. Uh, maybe we can finish up on a big blast or something other. Hopefully, but it, but always takes. You can't do nothing by yourself. Right. You can go. I can go to California. I can start to California today. But by myself, but somebody better have some gasoline someplace yeah. to put in. So yeah. it takes it, partnerships, it's right? It's exactly right. No matter what you're doing, I don't care, you know. But uh, well, Jimmy, you've done a great job. Appreciate what you and the folks up there are doing to to grow the community in, in the right direction and and provide more services and resources for people that are there. Uh, this has been Rogers on Local Matters. I've had Jimmy Johnson, County Executive in Fentress County, a good friend of mine, and great knowledge today that was going on with Fentress County. A lot of good things happening, folks. I just hope you have a great weekend. Remember, it's a lot easier to smile than it is a frown. Be kind to somebody. Uh, give them a hug. Be nice and, and make their day. Thank my producer, Jake, for, for everything he does for me. Jimmy, thanks for being here. Appreciate yes, you. Yes, sir, anytime. Good luck to you, and keep on keeping on, folks. We'll see you next week here on Local Matters.